Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And today it's all about elections. Today, voting kicks off in the ENA election, and uh, members are voting for president-elect, secretary-treasurer, uh, two members of the board of directors, and two spots on the nominations and elections committee. So we're going to lead things off uh, by talking with our president-elect candidate, Chris Dellinger, uh, learn a little bit about her and a little bit what her priorities are uh, in seeking this role. So Chris, welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you, Dan. Happy to be here. So Chris, uh, talk a little bit about your background in the ED and your connection to ENA. So I have been a nurse for well over 32 years and 28 of those years have been spent in the emergency department and within trauma services. I have been a stretcher side nurse, I have been a charge nurse, I've been a coordinator, um, and then recently became the director of trauma services, actually probably a little over 10 years ago. So I guess it's a little bit more than recent. Um, also served in the manager role. Um, I also filled in as the ED manager. And now I am the director of specialty care and trauma services at um, my hospital. And the specialty care line en encompasses the trauma service line as well. How about your history with ENA? So Dan, I became a member of the Emergency Nurses Association back in the 90s as well. I had uh, went to the ED to work uh, when within my first year, I became TNCC certified and EMP certified and um, really learned a lot about the ENA through those courses and really what the Emergency Nurses Association was all about. So I joined then and um, I became a faculty and whatnot for teaching EMPC and TNCC and really started getting involved at the state level uh, with ENA. And then um, I have, was the president for ENA uh, for West Virginia for over 11 years. And I really got um, affiliated with going to national, obviously I, once I was the president for that many years, became a delegate. And then I started serving on some national committees uh, to really get me involved at the national level to really understand that and then I have just grown from that point on and uh, wanted to always be the president of this association. So it's always been a dream of mine uh, to fulfill that. So what should members know about you as a leader? So I describe myself as a servant uh, type leadership. Um, my goal when I'm in a leader role is to really support um, the staff and the, the team when I am um, Part of that servant leadership as well as being transformational and what I mean by that is like I like to be transparent to be open to be honest and to have that two-way communication uh, to make sure that we're able to get the work done and that we're understanding what what is expected of everybody on that team. Chris so what are your priorities should you be elected as president-elect? One of the areas that I feel strongly about is really making um, our association known globally um, I think we've got a really great start with that and with our international partners that we currently have, but we have a lot of opportunity in that arena uh, because we are the Emergency Nurses Association and we need to represent all emergency nurses across the world. And so I think it's really important for us to strengthen those uh, relationships and those partnerships and to really um, set us apart as the premier uh, organization for emergency nursing. 
And anything else from a priority standpoint for you? So I think a lot of the initiatives that we're working on already as an association, we definitely still need to keep out in the forefront. And one of those is workplace violence um, because it's still not a felony in all the states yet. I know we have a lot of work on that. And we uh, had really a lot of a success this past May, a day on the Hill, but that's a start. And we have to continue to be a voice and continue uh, to support all of our members and all ED nurses um, that it's not okay to assault anybody um, while they're at work on their job. Chris Dellinger, thank you for joining the ENA podcast today. Good luck to you in the election. Thank you, Dan. Let's move on to this year's candidate for Secretary Treasurer, Ryan Oglesby. Ryan, welcome to the ENA podcast. Hey, thanks, Dan. I really appreciate it. Ryan, why don't we start off? Why don't you talk a little bit about your background in the ED and your connection to ENA? Sure. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I have been a nurse for 24 years. Most of that's been in the emergency department. I um, started out my career in the ICU with the intent of going to the emergency room. I I knew at that time, uh, I I couldn't as a new grad go, but uh, I was uh, making my way there. So after a year in the ICU, I started in the emergency department of a, a level one trauma center in North Carolina. Uh, and spent quite a bit of time there at the bedside, uh, moved my way up through uh, the ED and uh, transport educator. Um, I flew for air care there and um, uh, had a great clinical experience to combine that ED and ICU background. I joined ENA early in in that career uh, in the early 2000s and have been a member ever since and then certainly got involved um, with ENA at the local level uh, and went up uh, through our local chapter as president and then ultimately to the president of the uh, North Carolina State Council. So um, very happy to have had ENA as part of that experience and growth as well. Tell us a little bit about what members should know about you as a leader. Yeah, I think um, one of the great things, uh, you know, again, taking that clinical background into more of a leadership role, uh, both uh, at the department level, uh, I was a a manager of emergency department in uh, North Carolina. Um, I have been, uh, had, as I said, leadership roles in the state council uh, and um, I have been serving on the board since, uh, for the last four years, this is my four years, fourth term on the board, sorry. And uh, I've had the opportunity, uh, even at the board level to participate in some uh, leadership roles as uh, liaisons to some of our committees. And um, um, so I'm very excited about the opportunity to continue to grow and and develop uh, my leadership style and skills. Um, In my current role with my current employer, uh, I have the opportunity to uh, lead and and guide um, several of our consultants and senior consultants as we improve um, processes and care for those uh, in the emergency department working with staff nurses and physicians to improve patient outcomes all across the country. So wonderful uh, opportunity to, to do that as well. And, and finally, Ryan, what, what are your priorities should you be elected as secretary treasurer? That's a great question. Again, I think one of the things I wanna continue to do is, is grow um, our membership, grow in our um, strength and ability to take care of patients at the bedside. I think we have a lot of opportunity um, to, to bridge gaps in, in, um, in knowledge and um, leading practice that we promote and put out and we share as well as um, gaps in advocacy. Um, we're doing a lot of great work uh, in um, healthy work environment and reducing violence. 
um, as well as you know a lot of great work in, in improving our um, our journal and our ENA University, our outreach to members, and providing some of that real time um, knowledge sharing, if you will. Uh, so I think we have a lot of opportunity to continue to grow in those areas and uh, and, and strengthen our, our membership as well as make it a, a safe and healthy place for them to work. So I'm excited to be a part of that and and um, continue that that journey with ENA. Ryan, thanks for being a part of the ENA podcast today. You're very welcome. Thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to see everyone uh, in Denver very soon. Next, let's get to know this year's ENA Board of Director candidates. First, let's welcome Vanessa Gorman. Vanessa, welcome to the ENA podcast. Hi, Dan. How are you going today? Things are going well. So, Vanessa, let's talk a little bit about your ED background and your connection to ENA. Uh, so, I've been in emergency nursing for 27 years this year. I, I really don't like keep counting the years. It's nice to put the, the years under your belt, but, um, yeah, it starts sounding a bit scary after a while. But, um, yeah, I, so... Probably people can hear from my accent. I'm not from the USA. So I am from Melbourne, Australia. I started my career here in Melbourne. Uh, look, I've had the most amazing career and the most amazing opportunities in emergency nursing. So I've done anything from, you know, clinical nurse specialist to educator. I've worked on cruise ships. Um, I've done a bit of uh, remote island work. Um, I worked on Summer Camp USA uh, in uh, North Carolina for two years in a row. Um, yeah, look, and then I sort of started my journey into management and leadership for emergency nursing pretty much over probably the last, I would say, 15 to 18 years and, and really um, loved learning about how to run emergency departments and how to look after your staff and your team uh, and then sort of looking for other leadership journeys along the way. Um, I'm pretty passionate about trauma so I have been a state trauma coordinator before and I'm an international trauma coder um, so yeah look my my emergency nursing career, I guess, is just more than being an emergency nurse on the floor. I've just taken every opportunity that's come my way where emergency nursing sort of is front and centre. So, uh, and I think, you know, for my journey into ENA, it's been a bit sporadic, to be honest. Uh, I joined many, many years ago, probably really early in my career, um, and brought TNCC to my state, and it hadn't been to the state before. So that was kind of exciting, and then sort of fell off the wagon, so to speak. Um, and, and I guess found ENA about seven about seven years ago now, and then realised there were all these amazing opportunities to connect with people around the world. Um, and joined the International Advisory Council and then sort of progressed my way through there under the lovely guidance of Joop from the Netherlands. Um, I'm sure everyone knows Joop. Um, so, yeah, and I guess that's where really my passion has, uh, like, gained some great foundation um, for ENA and the work that ENA does and the amazing members, you know, not just in the US but, like, right around the world now that there are. So that's kind of me, I guess, on a speed dating, you know, 101, who's <laughs> Vanessa Gorman. But. So let me ask you this then, what should members know uh, about you as a leader? You mentioned some of the leadership roles that you've been in, but what, what should people know about you as a leader? So I probably identify really strongly as a transformational leader, and I've done quite a bit of leadership and, and management training over the last seven years. Um, and I think, you know, people will say, what does that actually mean? So I think it means that for me, I'm a very compassionate and empathetic leader um, and I really show my vulnerability and I think that's a way for me to connect with not only my team but 
you know, other members around the world is to really sit there and, and show your own vulnerability about the things maybe you don't know yet um, and show real passion and interest to, to have that sort of lifelong journey um, of education and um, professional development and opportunities. Um, I think over the last 12 months, um, you know, uh, I was, you know, so fortunate to be elected to the board last year um, and the leadership journey with ENA has truly been amazing and, and opened up, you know, my eyes to issues right around the world, you know, um, and, and sort of, I guess, help build further connections on how I continue to grow and develop as a leader. But um, I, I think ultimately for me, I, I love watching other people succeed, you know, so I take a lot of pride and passion in talking to sort of, you know, junior or mid-career emergency nurses about, you know, their next steps and what are the opportunities in front of them. And what I love about leadership is watching other people grow um, around you and watching them succeed. Because um, for me, that makes me feel successful. So my last question for you is, what are your priorities should you be re-elected to the ENA Board of Directors? Yeah, so I think if people have watched my video, um, I speak a lot about connectedness. So um, I think that's really what I would like to see and have as a priority coming onto the board again for a further term is to really grow our community um, globally and around the world, which sits within the strategic vision of ENA, um, but also sits within all the values that we have as members and as a as an entity of being ENA. But I think, you know, for me, that'll be one of my biggest priorities on how do we build those connections? And, you know, um, I'm so excited. I'm gonna be leading an international delegation into the um, United Arab Emirates in November. And, and, you know, that's our first step of how do we sit there as professionals, as emergency nurses, reaching out right around the world to see how other people are doing things. Is there innovation in another country that we can bring back? Are there ideas or things happening in emergency nursing, um, you know, right around the world that actually makes our profession even stronger um, and makes our voice even stronger? And, you know, Dan, I, I know you talk a lot about nurses just don't have a voice in the media. And, you know, it's true in every single country. We're such a silent profession. And, you know, what's our opportunities to, to really grow our profession and grow our voice around the world and really connect people more? So I think, you know, in a nutshell, that they'll be my real priorities coming onto the board for another term if I was successful um, in getting elected. Vanessa Gorman, thank you so much for being a part of the ENA podcast as part of our election coverage this year. Thanks, Dan. Next, let's welcome another candidate for Board of Directors, Rachel Smith. Rachel, welcome to the ENA podcast. Thank you so much, Dan. Rachel, let's start off. Talk a little bit about your ED background and your connection to ENA. Absolutely. So I did not start off in the emergency department as a brand new grad. I actually did uh, six months of child adolescent psych first right out of nursing school before I realized that that definitely was not for me at all. I moved in, started to work in a uh, level one facility in a medical step down and then ultimately medical, um, I'm sorry, medical floor and then ultimately medical step down before finally being like, it's time for it to do something fun and something different. That's not the same thing every day. And so that day I decided to email the nurse manager of the emergency department. I shadowed and I was offered a job the next week. So that is where I started and I have not looked back clinically ever since. My connection to the emergency department happened when I was a clinical educator and the trauma program manager of the state or of the hospital I was working at was like, hey, I'm going to be the state president next year. Can you 
like, why don't we do this together? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was the start of a beautiful friendship between myself and ENA. I've done a lot with ENA since then. I was the CT uh, state president in 2020, and I've been part of the education planning committee since 2018. And last year, I was the co-chair of that committee. What should members know about you as a leader? I did not start as a leader at all. Uh, looking back at my journey through the ENA, I started as this very shy, very timid person. The first uh, speech that I gave was in 2017, I believe, in St. Louis, and I was scared to get on that stage. I remember coming off the stage being covered in hives and being like, I hope I spoke loud enough, but I'm not sure I did. So I have grown kind of into the person who's able to talk more eloquently and be able to speak what I'm trying to say and have it make a little bit more sense, but it certainly didn't start off that way. So I think myself as a leader is knowing where you come from and, and how far you've come. Rachel, what are your priorities should you be elected to the board of directors? So my full-time job is actually an associate professor of nursing at a community college here in Connecticut. And my priorities would be to let nurses know that it's okay to kind of take a step back and, and be okay with learning and growing and being okay with admitting when you're not really sure. So my priority is truly just to allow people to have an avenue to ask questions and to relearn things if they're not sure about them. Rachel, thank you for being a part of the EMA podcast today. Thank you so much. Next, let's welcome Chris Parker. Chris, welcome to the ENA podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Dan, for welcoming me. I'm so glad to be here. Chris, uh, uh, as a candidate for the board of directors, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your background in the ED and your connection to ENA? Awesome. Thank you. That's a great start. So um, for me, my background goes way back in the ED. In fact, to when my dad was a patient um, in the ED in 98, um, it was an ER nurse that recognized how sick he was and um, was able to get him the care that he needed. And it kind of sparked a light for me. I was a business major at first, and it kind of sparked a light. And some say I fell into healthcare as a result of that. I took an EMT class, and then the rest is history. Um, I started working in that same ED on night shift, the same group that took care of him. And just the community and the ED, I felt accepted for what I brought to the table as a uh, paramedic at that time. And just the group just working together. Fast forward through nursing school, um, it was a past president from the local chapter that said, hey, we love your passion. We love what you're doing. We want you to be involved in ENA. And I had been a member um, for several years as an associate member, but never really, it was kind of a card carrying member, never really got engaged. And from that first meeting, I was like, all right, this seems cool. Got involved, became a local um, chapter president. And then they're like, and we want you to do stuff at the state level. And I'm like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> and it, you know, the, the rest is history in that. But time and time again, I found that connection with folks from across the state, you know, we can have a problem in our ED and see that everyone else has it too. So been involved at the state council off and on um, for 15 years. I had a little bit of a time where I couldn't get involved because of work and then transitioned back. So I've been the state president twice now on the current uh, treasurer for Virginia State Council. And then I've been involved in several committees at the national level. Chris, tell us a little bit about what members should know about your style as a leader or what you believe in as a leader. So for leadership values, one of the things that uh, comes to mind for me is everyone brings something to the table. And so when we look at that, we need to be able to hear what everyone has. 
we don't always have the ideas. And so we have to turn to others for those. And so in looking at that, you know, we tend to get in this rut of we always do the same thing over and over again. And sometimes we have to take a fresh set of eyes. And I'm hopeful that by being someone that does bring a fresh set of eyes looking at systemically. So in my current role um, as a professional development specialist, being able to look at the entire area and see what needs to happen. So, you know, in my current role in the, as that professional development specialist, I look at not just system level responsibilities, but what are things that need to occur? And so I can bring that different set of viewpoints to the table. And ultimately, what are your priorities? Should you be elected to the board of directors? Yeah, that's a great question. And so um, one of the first priorities is kind of understanding the flow. Um, I kind of like to spend, you know, sometimes they say with leadership, it's the 30, 60, 90 day plan. It's going to be a little different with this because it's not like you're in it every day. And so you have to kind of understand where things are, kind of figure out where um, opportunities are, and then let's bond together and see where that goes. And so for me, there will be some leadership development because it's at a national level. I'm pretty good at the local level and at the state level and understanding how um, things happen, but then now adding that national level and working with staff and the board for that. Chris Parker, thanks for taking some time to be a part of the ENA podcast. I appreciate that. To wrap up with our board of directors candidates, I'd like to welcome Nicole Oliver to the ENA podcast. Nicole, welcome. Hi, I'm glad to be here. So Nicole, let's start with you talking a little bit about your ED background and your connections to ENA. Great. So I started in the emergency department in 2001, uh, right after I graduated high school. So I started out as an ED technician. And so I was doing um, just ED tech stuff like EKGs, vital signs, things like that. And I did that while I was going to nursing school because I started nursing school right outside of high school. And I got my associate's degree in nursing in 2004. So I started uh, working as a nurse. I kind of moved up the ranks, of course, started working as a nurse in 2004 in the emergency department. And then um, I took a few years off from school because I got kind of burnt out on school after that. And I went back and got my bachelor's degree. And so I stepped, I kept working in the emergency department. And then I started doing education after I got my bachelor's degree. So I started doing all the education for the ED. And um, I started teaching at a local college as well. And then after I got my bachelor's, I decided I was going to go back to school again and get my master's and doctorate in nursing. So I went through um, school doing that, and I worked in the emergency department the whole time. And so now I am a doctorally prepared family and acute care nurse practitioner. And so I've been in the ED um, pretty much this entire time. These past couple of years, I haven't done as many shifts in the ED uh, as I previously had, but I still do occasional stuff and I still do education like TNCC and things like that. So as far as ENA goes, um, I have been very involved in ENA. I started out um, teaching TNCC classes and then I became a course director and I started a TNCC program uh, at the hospital that I work at that I've been at for 21 years now. And I started this whole program, this whole trauma program. And so I started teaching other people to teach TNCC. And so it's kind of like 
dissipated throughout the whole state where people are now able to teach TNCC and now they're uh, able to have more classes and things like that. Um, I have also been involved uh, in our local, our state ENA uh, chapter. I'm currently president-elect of Arkansas ENA and I'm the advanced practice chair also. And I've been kind of involved in that the whole time as well. And then on the national level, I've been on several different national committees through ENA. I have been on um, advanced, they called it um, ENAP, Emergency Nursing Advanced Practice. And so I was chair of that committee. I was on that committee for three years. I have been on the past two versions of the TNCC revisions. And so I've been a chapter author um, for the last two versions. And then I'm also on the National Conference Committee for ENA. Nicole, what should members know about you as a leader, your style or your approach or some of your the, the high level things that you believe are important? I really think it's important, important as a leader um, to lead by example, for one thing, but I think that it really helps um, to have been in the position of a lot of our members because we have several student members, and I have been a student before. We have several um, nurse members. We have several advanced practice members, and so I have worked up the ranks and been in each one of those roles before, and I feel like it helps me relate to our members a lot better. Um, as far as being a leader, I, I have been in several leadership roles and I have done several different leadership um, organizational type things. And I really like to get input from the members to see what they want out of a leader because basically I work for them. And so I feel like what they want out of the organization is what I want to try to give them. And of course, utilizing the leadership information that I've gotten from the several different roles and things that I've done, I can utilize that to try to get the members what they want. Lastly for you, Nicole, what are your priorities should you be elected to the board of directors? My priorities right now, this has been such a tough couple of years for especially for ED nurses um, and ED staff in general. This has been very tough. And my priorities, and I have said this in my um, candidate video and everything, but my priorities are gonna be regarding self-care. And it ties along in perfectly with um, Jen Schmidt's uh, recharge focus. I really think that it's important because a lot of people are so burnt out right now. And so I read a whole bunch of stuff on burnout. I put together a presentation and I've given it at several different conferences about burnout among, amongst healthcare workers because we are number one in the United States of top 10 active countries in publishing documents on burnout and compassion fatigue among healthcare providers. And so a recent statistic that I read showed that since the pandemic started, a third of nurses have left the field of nurses altogether. And that's not necessarily just in the emergency department. That's kind of like as a whole, but I feel like the highest rates amongst those are going to be emergency department nurses just because we're on the front lines of everything. And so that that's going to be one of my priorities is to help people help themselves 
for one thing, because we're just all so burnt out right now. And I, I want to um, kind of bridge the gap between all of these different staff positions, because again, I've been through every one of these positions, ED technician, nurse, advanced practice nurse, I'm kind of um, on the other side of the table right now as a provider. But sometimes I feel like there's a disconnect there between provider and nurse. And I feel like I'm in the perfect position to kind of help bridge that gap since I've been on both sides of that table. Nicole Oliver, thank you so much for being a part of the ENA podcast today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Finally, we have two positions for the Nominations and Elections Committee uh, on the ballot this year. Uh, first off, in Region 2, uh, let's welcome Jason Carter to the podcast. Jason, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Jason, let's start off. Talk a little bit about your background in the ED and your connections to ENA. So I actually started out in emergency medicine as a paramedic in 2008. Uh, after doing that for about five years, I went to nursing school. My first nursing job was actually in our IT department. Okay. And then after a year of that, I went to the emergency department. Um, I've been in the ER since. I started out as a PRN employee for the health system that I worked for. And then ultimately went full-time as I finished up my master's. Um, and so I've been in the ER full-time now for about six years. Um, I currently am the manager of a 34-bed ER, and then I'm in the process of opening a 12-bed freestanding ER. And okay. so once I went to management, that's kind of, so I've been a member of the ENA since I became an ER nurse, but once I went to management, when I really got active in ENA because I thought it was important if I'm going to be a leader, that I should probably be an active member of our professional association. And so I got active at the state level and they very quickly took me in my first conference and I became hooked. Met a lot of pretty awesome people who really just began to invest in me and, you know, became a friend and then started mentoring me through ENA and encouraging me to do more and more with you. That's a great segue. You talked about uh, being a leader. Uh, what should members know about you as a leader? So I believe in mentorship as a leader. I think that is the highest priority any leader can have is to make sure that you're setting other people up for success. And my number one role that I always, anytime I mentor somebody, my number one role is I always tell them it's their career. It's not my career. I'm here to be a supportive person and to help them get where they want to be, whether it's where I think they should go or not, it's their career. And so it's important to me that I always make sure that I lead them down the path that they're wanting to go down, but also make sure that I give them sound advice. Okay. And uh, lastly, what are your priorities? Uh, should you be elected to the nominations and elections committee? Um, I'm looking forward to the nominations elections committee just from the standpoint of what I understand of it is that I get to help people understand where they want to go and mentor other members of the ENA and help them get set up and do some of the vetting background for people that want to run for different positions and make sure that they've got that. And anybody that's not successful, I want to be a resource for them so that the next time they do run, they are successful at getting on the ballot. Jason Carter, thank you for uh, the time today and being a part of the ENA podcast. Thanks, Dan. Have a good day.
Last but not least on this year's ballot is the past ENA board member position on the Nominations and Elections Committee. And the candidate for that spot is Ron Kraus. Ron, welcome to the ENA podcast today. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Uh, Ron, just start off talking a little bit about uh, your background in the ED and your connections to ENA. Great, thank you. Uh, my background in the emergency department, uh, I started in a small community hospital for about two years, then I moved up to a level one trauma center in Indianapolis and served on day shift, night shift, charge nurse. Um, and then I got my master's degree as a clinical nurse specialist in 2009, um, serving in that capacity since tw into 2022. Uh, my involvement with ENA really kind of started when I moved to the trauma center as a challenge of one of my fellow coworkers to go to the meeting. I've always been a member, but I never went to a meeting for about the first 18, 20 months as, as a nurse. And so I started off just at the local level and then ended up being the locals, like the local chapter president. And then when I got involved in the state and ended up state council president, and then I went to conferences and got involved in the General Assembly, and as soon as I went to the first General Assembly, I was hooked, and I set my aspirations to be on the board of directors. What uh, what would you want to tell members about yourself as a leader? I think for my myself, I, you know, I've evolved as a leader, especially since uh, 2017 when I first got on the board of directors. Um, I think I'm a servant leader. I think I really like to try to get um, a consensus builder and a leader. I like to be open and honest. I love to hear feedback, some whether it's good or bad. I mean, all, all of it is an opinion, and we can always move and try to evolve and just because the ultimate goal is to um, better the association so it better serves our members. Lastly, for you, Ron, what are your priorities? You know, should you take this role with the nominations and elections committee? I think one of the priorities is working really close with the entire nominations and elections committee and with the board of directors. And as we're trying to, and, and members, and try to seek out the best candidates we can, seek out those members that are out there, they're thirsty and want to take that next step. And then also developing those leaders and developing a program where we can help anybody who maybe they have a little area where they need a little help, but let's, let's develop that whole program so that ultimately we're, the cream of the crop is rising up and the association just moves to propel forward. Ron, thanks for being a part of the podcast today and good luck to you on the ballot. Thanks, Dan. Nice talking with you. So that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. We've thrown a lot at you here in the last little bit, as you've heard from all eight candidates that are on the ballot for this year's ENA election. Voting starts today, which is September 19th, and runs through October 2nd. And the results of this year's election will be announced on October 3rd at the closing session of Emergency Nursing 2022, and certainly will be announced across all of ENA's platforms and through email. So hopefully uh, with this episode, you've had a chance to learn about everyone who is on the ballot. Some of the future leaders of ENA uh, have explained a little, about, a little bit about who they are and what they wanna to bring to the table uh, to help uh, continue to grow and, and see uh, ENA do its work to advance excellence in emergency nursing. And of course, if you're looking for more information about the candidates, you can go to ena.org backslash about and click on the elections tab and you'll see all the candidate bios and there'll be links to their videos as well. With that, this is Dan Campana, Director of Communications, thanking you for being a part of this episode and hoping you'll tune in next time to the ENA podcast.